Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you and, uh, you know, just thanking you for your goodness, your love, your mercy. Thank you that we can have this time to gather together and, and serve you the way we feel fit. Father, we just thank you that in these trying times in our country and in the world that we have a God who is dependable and always there when we need him. We give you all the praise and glory constantly. Let our minds be set on you. Let us think on good things. Let us think on godly things. Father, we just thank you. We thank you that we have an opportunity to speak healing, speak peace, and speak joy, Father. We have that opportunity because of you. We thank you, Lord, that you have made us who we are today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm going to start this off with a bang. Bang! There we go. We're starting. Okay, so last time I, I, I shared the word, um, we spoke about, we, we, I spoke on two verses, one with Naaman and the other with Elisha's servant. Naaman was someone who uh, expected to go to God or the man of God and, and get a huge fanfare, get a, get a huge whoop-de-doo uh, for his healing. But that didn't happen. And on the other verse, Elisha's servant was able to have his spiritual eyes open. Right? And today we're going to start with Proverbs. And we're going to go with Proverbs 23, 7. And I'm just going to focus on the first line. Okay, it says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. And so, the word of God says that, as he thinks in his heart, so is he. What do we think in our hearts? What is, what is the, what is the focal point that's in your heart that makes you tick, that keeps you going in life? And you know, as I, as I studied to share this word today, I, I found things that I'd that I never seen in the word before. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You know, God, in Genesis, God said, let's create them in our image and in our likeness. How many of you have seen God as a follower? No one, no one saw God as a follower. Anybody saw Jesus as a follower? See, the word of God says that he had made us in his image and his likeness. But we never saw them as followers, right? We saw them as leaders. And so he made us leaders. He didn't make us followers. He didn't make the body of Christ to follow. He made the 
body of Christ to lead. Okay? Keep that in your minds. And as we turn to Matthew 12.34. Matthew 12.34. Just to let everybody know, if you ever listen to this message, I'm using a Bible. I'm turning pages of a Bible. Okay? So, Matthew 12.34. And it says in Matthew 12.34, it says that, O generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good, speak good things? For out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. So out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. Right? And so previous to that, that line, he said, generations of vipers, you speak, you can't speak good because what is in your heart is evil. And if we turn to Luke 6.45, I already had that there. Pretty cool. Okay. It says, for a good man, out of the good treasures of his heart, brings forth that which is good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasures of his heart, brings forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So our problem in reading these Three verses, Proverbs and Matthew and Luke. Our problem lies in what we speak, right? I would surmise that out of these three verses. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now, again, going back to what it said in Genesis about likeness, and in, in image, God spoke and things happened. God spoke and things happened. And so a mouth creates opportunities and situations in our lives. It affects how we live and interact in different relationships. It also affects who we think we are and who we think we're not, right? See, in reading and studying the Word, I found something interesting. I'm going to go off for a little bit, but if we go to Ephesians, I don't know if I gave Ephesians. Um, let's see here. Uh, Ephesians four. Sorry, I'm 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 looking for it because I didn't actually put it in there uh, for the scriptures. And as I was going through the Bible, I I saw this. Um. 
And I've read Ephesians before, but it's just sometimes things just jump out at you when you least expect it. And it's in, it's in uh, Ephesians 4, 23. And he says, it says here, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Now, if you look at the word, if anybody has their Bible or, or an app of a Bible, if you look, I don't know what yours says, but in the King James Version, it says, and he renewed, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. In the spirit of your mind. Right? And I, I, I never noticed that that was a small s. And so, then what I do, I, I, I like to dig deeper into things. And so, I, I looked at the word in Luke 6.45. I went and looked in, in, in the Greek text of what that word meant. Uh, and if you, anybody has a strong concordance, it is n number 2588. Okay, and, and I hope I don't pronounce it wrong. It's kadiha, kadiha. And what that word translates out to is your thoughts and your feelings. Your thoughts and your feelings. In Luke 6.45, out of the abundance of your thoughts and your feelings, your mouth speaks. So, I went and, and looked up the word subconscious. Subconscious. Sub means below and conscious is it's our mind subconscious so it is a place that is on the bottom and when you look up the uh, a meaning of subconscious it is what controls your thoughts what you actually speak what you actually speak and so you know as, as we're growing up as we as we from baby, you know, our subconscious is, is our hard drive, is our hard drive of our mind. Things can be put in there and it'll stay, right? Because, you know, your hard drive on, on your laptop, computer, whatever you have, Chromebook, cannot be erased unless you physically do things to it. It's always there. Our subconscious is, is, is the same thing. You know, when, when we were growing up and, and if we were told that we would amount to nothing, where do you think that went? It went into our subconscious because it affected us. It, it had a negative impact in our lives. And so when I was thinking about out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth speaks, I needed to Find out what heart is he talking about because this heart here is just a muscle, you know. In, in, in the Word of God, he says that I will replace your heart. I will give you a new heart made of flesh. And that's confusing to me. Because I know the, 
The heart is a muscle. And then God said that he's going to give me a heart of flesh. So I'm like, it's just, I got to ask questions. What, what, is, what, is, what, are we, what is going on? And so as I, I looked into this, I heard the, 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 the thing with our subconscious, it controls everything we do. When we get upset, when we get upset, we operate out of the subconscious because we say things. We say things and we feel things that came from way before, way before hurts, disappointments, depression, stress. That all comes from our subconscious. doesn't come from our conscious because our conscious is, is temporary things, things that we just hear, things that we just hear, you know, things that somebody just told us. It doesn't get into our subconscious. It's just like the Word of God. You know, the Word of God says that faith cometh by hearing, hearing the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing the Word of God. So what my understanding of that is that it's got to be a constant thing. It's got to be a constant hearing. Because if we just heard the Word and didn't stop continually hearing, it would never get into our subconscious. It would never get there. Because why? Because it's just right up on the top brain, not in the sub-brain, not in the lower brain, but in the upper brain, where things are just there, floating, floating. But when God's Word enters our subconscious, then we become, then our response to situations is natural. Natural. You know, in, in Proverbs 23, 7, he says, let's go back there. It says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. So as we think in our heart, in our subconscious, so are we. So, what should we be thinking about? Should we be thinking about Facebook? Should we be thinking about what lunch is going to be? Should we be thinking about the next movie we're going to see? Or should we be thinking about God? Let's turn to Philippians 4.8. Philippians 4.8. What should we be thinking about? And it says here in, in Philippians 4.8, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things is just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. You see, Proverbs 23 says, as we think in our hearts, so are we. So we need to start thinking about godly things. That way our response be godly. 
our subconscious will be immersed in godly things that we will respond without even thinking in a godly manner, in a loving manner, in a caring manner, in a giving manner. Because that's what God had made us out to be. You know, when you think about Proverbs and, and Matthew and Luke, those verses out of the abundance of the heart, you know, one might say, yeah, well, we should just be thinking positive thoughts. But I don't, I don't think positive thoughts is, is uh, how we should be operating either. It's not about positive thoughts. It's about godly thoughts. See, because I want to be a person that will respond in a, in a more godly fashion in every situation in my life. I, I'm saying that because that's what I want. That's what I desire. I haven't reached there yet because sometimes I get upset like everybody else. Sometimes my mouth speaks faster than my subconscious. Sometimes that happens, you know. And uh, I don't think I'm, I'm alone in that. But we, we need to... We need to try to apprehend all that God has done for us. You know, Alex is, is, is always in the, uh, uh, when he's sharing, he's always talking about how, or even when he's praying, he's always talking about how everything is done. Everything is done. We got to get that in our subconscious so that we realize that everything that we can experience, want, desire, it's already there. But you see, if we don't believe it, wow, this is like, I didn't, I'm not going to say that. Because I was, I was thinking, if we don't believe it, we don't receive it. But that's like too silly. But if we don't believe it, we're not going to experience it. We're not going to experience all that God done for us if we don't get it down in our subconscious, in our hearts. How many heard the word curd? C-U-D. I might. What, what would, you heard that word, right, you said? Cud. Cud. Okay, cud. You know what cud is? What is cud? Perfect. See, what the cows do. There's few animals that do that. Few animals that have two stomachs. And think of us as those animals, cows or sheep. But God calls us sheep, right? God calls us sheep. And, and sheep do that. They have two stomachs. And what they do is they, when you feed them, they get to their food and they're, and they're done. And then they'll go off in a slumber and they'll lie down. And then as you watch them, my goats do this too. I think it's goats also have that. And they'll sit down and they'll start chewing. And you wonder, like, what are they chewing? So what they're doing is that after they gobble up that food, 
Now they're going to sit down and bring it back up again and do the final eating of it so that it can nourish them, so that it can get into their bodies and, and fill their bodies with what they need. So, the Word of God says that we need to meditate on the Word, right? I, I don't know if everybody's Bible says that, but mine does. It says we need to meditate on the Word. And so, what does that mean, meditate on the Word? Um, we need to, how do you pronounce that word again? Cud? We need to cud. We need to cud. You know, we come, to this, we come together and, and we hear somebody sharing the word and whatever it is, good or bad, and if it's good, we love it. We, we, we enjoy it as we're here. And then what do we do? We walk away and we forget it. Right? We walk away because, because why? It, it was good. It felt good. It got into our brain. But you see, we need to meditate on the Word. We need to go somewhere and listen to the Word again. Regurgitate the Word that you heard today, tomorrow, that you may, like the cows and the sheep do, they chew the Word again. They chew the word again, and it gets into their whole body. And so as we meditate on the word that we heard, whether it's Sunday here, whether if you're listening on the radio, you know, sometimes it just gets up on the top brain. In order to get to the subconscious, we need to meditate on the word. We need to realize that it's got to get into a place where we can respond naturally. Respond naturally. And it's really simple, but it's powerful. It's a simple thing that we can do, excuse me, that we can live a life that God intended us to, to be leaders in our community, in our work, even in our friendships, you know, we got to, we cannot waste what Christ had done for us. We can't. We can't waste all that Christ had done. You know, So, out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. We have a great opportunity as followers of God. You know, he placed the Holy Spirit in us. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is dwelling in us. The Holy Spirit that was at the beginning of time who God was speaking to. Let us make them 
in our image and in our likeness. That's who he was talking to. He was talking to Jesus. He was talking to the Holy Spirit. And he was telling them, let's make us in their likeness, in God's likeness, Jesus' likeness, the Holy Spirit's likeness, and in their image. When you look in the mirror, you should not see Hezekiah. You should see the glory of God because that's your image. That's your image. That's your likeness. You're the likeness of the Almighty Father because that's what he said. I'm not making it up. Read the word. He says that I have made you in my image and in my likeness. We can't take that lightly. It's a powerful thing that we have the opportunity to say, I am sick today. My throat is hurting. In the name of Jesus, sickness leave from me. And my throat is feeling great. It took the same amount of time. It took the same amount of time for me to whine and for me to praise. Same amount of time. But in our lives, in our lives, in our subconscious, we've been told your throat hurts, you got to complain. My stomach's sore, I got to complain. Because that's in our subconscious. But if we meditate and we get God's word chewed up again and again and again, we find it in our subconscious. And anytime something happens, we speak life. We speak peace. We speak joy. You know, I'm going to share something with you guys one day. One day I was looking in the mirror. God's my witness on this, man. I was, I was looking in the mirror. And this side of my face sagged down. My whole face was sagging down, and I know what that symptom is. I know what that is. You know, when people get a stroke, part of their body gets paralyzed, and so it kind of leans down. And as I looked at myself in the mirror, and I knew what was happening in my body, and I said, no, life, and my countenance changed. See, that's what we have. That's what it means by his image and his likeness. Why do we want to be sick? Why do we want to experience harm? Why do we want to experience defeat? When we serve the God that had conquered all. But we want to experience that because, man, I want to learn the hard way. Well, I want to learn God's way. I want to learn God's way because his way has been tested and it's been found to be true. This is going to be my last verse, but not my last words. Let's turn to Proverbs 18, 21. Proverbs 18, 21. Out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. In Proverbs 18.21, it says here, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life. We have that power. It says it right here, did 
Whose Bible says something else? Everybody says the same as mine? That the power of death and life is in the power of our tongue. But our subconscious tells us otherwise, right? Because we've been conditioned, brainwashed to believe otherwise. You know, once I was sharing something and somebody said, that can't be, nobody's experienced it. I guess they weren't reading the Bible. You know, who was that guy that was uh, sharing the word with the Ethiopian? Stephen. Okay? Stephen was sharing the word of God, but he was, he was in Rio Rico sharing the word of God to the Ethiopian. And once he was done, he was needed in Phoenix. And you know how we got to Phoenix? That fast. He was in Phoenix. You know, the Bible, I know my word says that God's not a respecter of a person. There was a guy named Enoch. Anybody heard of him? Enoch. Uh, he died, the Bible says. Huh? No? What, what happened to Enoch? He was translated into everlasting life. There's many people in the Bible, if, you, if we look at the Bible, uh, that uh, went from being and then translated out from where they were. If anything, you get from today's message, because I know I've, sometimes I know I confuse people because I'm all over the place, because I, I want you guys to understand, you know, you, you can always listen to this again. Listen to all the messages that, that it's, it's on Spotify. And you guys got to take the time out. You know, to get good at something, we need to practice. How long have you been taking pictures and videos? Huh? Four years? That first couple months that you started, Austin, were you the greatest? No. What did you do? No, but what did you do to get today? To get to today, what did you do? Practice. We practice. We practice. Because we want to get good at what we do. But should we practice the word? Should we curb the word? Should we continually meditate on the word so that it becomes a natural reaction that we can stop? You know, we, we, we live in a messed up world. It is so screwed up. It's, it's 
There's too much hatred, not enough love. Within, even within the Christian community, there's separation. I, I don't understand it. If my subconscious is fully permeated, saturated with the Word of God, how can I hate somebody based on their opinion? How can I hate somebody based upon the pigment of their skin color? That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Oh, oh, you from the south side. Oh, man, I heard about you guys. What is the difference? What is the difference? What is the difference where we come from, what we eat, what we look like? Genesis, in the beginning of time, he said, make them in our image, in our likeness. When we see somebody that has a different opinion, they were still made in the image of Christ. The person that looks different in their pigment color was still made in the image of Jesus Christ and God and the Holy Spirit. Still. But we still battle with that stupid thing. That stupid thing that's called hatred because we have not placed upon our subconscious that God is love. We say we serve God, but it's a God that we've never seen. But yet we say we love him. And the people around us that we see daily, we can't even love them. So how can we say we love God? How does God believe we love him when his creation we hate? See, out of the abundance of our heart, our mouths will speak. But if we don't meditate on his word, if we don't believe that everything is done, Everything is done. Everything. We need peace. If you're having a struggle, I can tell you. You know, before I, I, I closed uh, last time, I shared the word. I asked you guys a question. Was Adam and Eve created to die? Okay? And I'm asking you guys again. I don't need the answer. Was Adam and Eve created to die? I'm going to leave you with another question today. Why did Jesus come? I don't need the answer. Was Adam and Eve created to die, and why did Jesus come? Why did he come? Think about it. Meditate on it. Try to find the answers. And if you're struggling to figure out why Christ came? You can turn to the book of Isaiah. Chapter 53. It will tell you. Because if you're struggling and you're trying to find peace in your life, that's where you get it from. You get it from the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You need joy in your life. You get it from the death, from the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
Whatever you need to change your attitude, whatever you need to change your circumstances, you'll find it in Isaiah 53, 5. Because when he said it is finished, what you're dealing with today, it was finished. When he said it was finished. But we can still dabble in it. We can still wade in it if we want. But in Proverbs 18.21, it says that death and life is in the power of the tongue. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, Father God. We thank you that, again, your word is true. Your word is true, Father God, that, that it cannot, it, and, and it has been challenged numerous times. And, and those who have challenged to discredit your word have come to get a better relationship with you, Father God. Have come to know you in a more perfect way, in a more loving way. And they've turned a 180 in their lives, and now they're serving you. I just thank you, Lord, that our hearts has been opened constantly and that we meditate on your word constantly. Today, we all have smartphones and opportunities to download your word, God. You know, one of your verses says that Jesus will come when the word has been spread throughout the world and there's many opportunities for us to hear your word father through apps and all of this but we need we cannot think that we've reached the end of sharing the gospel father open our eyes open our hearts that that we may help those that are far off support our missionaries that is out in places where People have never heard the word through in the world. There's people in, even in our inner cities in the United States of America that has not heard the great news. The news of freedom. The news of freedom. The news of peace. The word of joy. Father, I just thank you. Let our hearts be open. And if we can, let us support those who are in the mission field. Father, we just give you all the glory and honor this day. Let us not turn from serving you, but in all our ways, let's move forward. In Jesus' name, amen.